Are we not pumped or are we not pumped? Today is the day, and ironically, it's Triumph Tuesday. I am super, super pumped. I'm super excited. This is Carol Sue, AKA Nani Boss, live from Vero Beach, a little gray, but I see some blue coming out. Wind is blowing, the vibes are flowing, and this is to Sisters. And good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva. And I, as always, am up bright and early, but today I was bright and early, and my feet were not on the red mat. They were on the black tarp in the parking lot at, um, gosh, I forgot the name of school, but in, in my polling place. Got there at quarter six this morning. Gary and I and GA casted our vote and it actually run, ran pretty smoothly. Um, so very excited. I originally thought that I was not going to turn on the TV this morning because I make it a habit not to turn the TV on until after dinner time. But it's election day and I'm glad I turned it on when I did. Um, because I was able to catch Rush Limbaugh on Fox and Friends. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I always love listening to Rush and what he has to say. And he's so very passionate. Um, and he reminds me a lot of President Trump's enthusiasm for his love for America. And it was just, it was a great conversation. So what show, what show is he on? Because I did not see that. I want to see if I can see it. Uh, Fox and Friends, the morning show. I don't know what it's called. It's the morning show. Okay, yeah. So I got to make sure. I think there's a way for me to go back and record it uh, because I was just too busy. I was, I was talking to the grandchildren. They're all excited. And it was funny this morning. Uh, I guess there's a, still that kind of cloudy, gloomy little, I guess some snow was coming down. So Jed was giving me a weather report, our grandson. And then obviously we talked a little bit about the election. So I said, well, who are you? Because they actually go to the library and they, they cast their ballots. And I love the fact that there are entities out there like the library that are encouraging to really teach children at a young age the value of voting for our country, the right, the privilege, and the patriotism that comes with actually voting, and to really uh, embrace that at such a young age. Something that reminds us to be so much about what our parents did. Our parents had taught us from a very young age the importance of casting your vote, of letting your voice be heard in such a way that you felt good, you were a part of history in the making, because each election, uh, has its own history and historian effects after the fact uh, for, for every election, for every, especially for a presidential election such as this. And I would say that this um, in my, uh, let's say, I'm not going to go back in age because that would mean I'd have to do math, but I've been voting since 18 years old. That was a long time ago. And I really feel that this is probably the most important election of our times. I'm not gonna say it's of all times because you have to correlate that with the, with the current times. So for us, for the current times, this is the election of all time, but certainly back in the day, like I'm talking, you know, years and years, 56 years ago, there were things that were that were paramount going on in our country. And for that time frame, that would have might and or been the most important election for that time. 
So that's kind of how I embrace that. But I'm so grateful and thankful that communities are out there sharing the importance with young minds, um, starting out at early age, the importance uh, and um, the responsibility. Uh, there's a lot of responsibility that goes in with casting a vote. And I think some people get lost in the moment, meaning the current candidates or the current parties and they don't look for longevity, longevity in the sense of how this affects not just four years, but, but onward. And I think that's a really, really important piece when you're casting your vote. And many people are still casting, obviously casting their vote today, that traditionally, this is when you always voted, you only had one day to vote, you didn't have early voting, you didn't have all this uh, you know, mail it, uh, votes being mailed to you. It's never like that. So the importance of this day was uh, sacred to our country and really understanding um, that the, the actual vote could and should have carry on a message and or feeling of where our government is going or where our country is demanding our government go uh, for, for, for years to come. And that's what's really, I think, on the ballot. Uh, you know, you hear so many people like Rush, you know, so many passionate people that are really trying to express the importance of the vote and the long-term effects, don't you think? Yes, and you know, the long-term effects go way beyond today. <laughs> in fact, driving and standing in line, um, waiting to get into the polling place, it brought me back to the very first election that I cast my vote, but it also brought me back to when we became involved with the Republican Town Committee in Cromwell, which both of our parents, <clears throat> excuse me, were heavily involved with and turning 18 in, and applying for the position to help on election day, which I did two or three elections. And those were the old machines that you'd walk in and they had that big crank handle and you'd crank it and it would close the curtain behind you. So you would have that privacy to vote, of course, and the little knobs on there. And I was always amazed by that. And there was a Republican and a Democrat at each machine. Some of the best conversations I've had on election day were with Democrats. That's when the Democratic Party, in my opinion, obviously was so different than it is today. And I, that, 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 is, that could be a more truer statement, Jim. <laughs> and it's so refreshing that, and you know, obviously tomorrow is dad's birthday. And, you know, I obviously felt dad's presence when I was filling out the ballot, you know, and I kind of looked across me thinking, oh, you know, daddy would be right across from me because they just have these little table, like card tables with these cardboard things up and you would go in with your little pencil and, you know, fill out the ballot. And I just, I had this smile on my face, like, we're getting it done, dad. We're getting it done early. And, you know, that was always just, <laughs> excuse me, such an exciting time when you cast your ballot and you put it in the little machine thingy and then you walk out and you're like, I just exercised my constitutional right to vote. 
Right. And don't, don't you get chills thinking about like the people that fought for that right? I mean, you know, let, let's face it, especially from a women's perspective, we didn't always have this right. And, you know, I, I think back to the history of the importance of what the country had to go through for people to have our rights. And I think, um, you know, the whole thing with, with, with cancer culture and canceling our history is such a, it's such a, uh, disservice uh, to our youth. It's such a disservice to young minds that didn't live through those uh, those times. Now, obviously we didn't live through all those times as well, but it, it is an important piece to really embrace uh, not only where the country is, where the country is going, but what, what we came from, how do, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a health and wellness journey, a transformation. Uh, our country transforms, you know, with the times, with technology, with personalities. I mean, can you remember the days where, you know, you, you did, you went, you went and voted on that day and you kind of knew by, you know, the, the time that Walter Cronkite came on, like, you know, kind of where the country was going. And it was, it, it was such a different feeling. And those are the precious memories and history lessons that really unfolds and are, are all part of the journey to where we are today. And that's why I, hope, I, I think the whole thing of canceling out our history is such a disservice because we, even with your own health journey, um, when you start that out, a, a lot of people will frequently take pictures. Um, they'll, they'll have that special outfit there that they, they want to work towards to get in. Or, you know, maybe it's pictures of, the, of that wedding that's coming up or that vacation, and they've got gold charts and they're measuring. And to actually see the physical transformation as well as the mindset transformation on that journey to a healthier version, I kind of think of that as our country. Like, our, we're always a work in motion, uh, whether it's a, you know, your own personal life, whether it's your family's life, whether it's your community, your church, your country, our country, we're always a work in motion. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna bobble, we're gonna fumble, uh, we're, we're we're gonna have strides, and and sometimes we gotta kind of step back and and fumble and and pick up the ball again and keep running. Um, so there's a, a lot of analogies that have uh, that can be said about not canceling out history because history, uh, while you can't uh, change it. And while it does have its consequences, it also has its learning curves in order to prevent that history from repeating itself. And I think that's an important piece, uh, especially where, you know, you talk about judge vacancies and those kinds of things that, that need to be filled. It's part of the constitutional right of that who's ever elected into office to do that. Um, and that is one of the consequences of getting out there and voting for whoever you choose, because there are long lasting residual things that will occur that were dictated by who was voted into office. So while a lot of people on one side are complaining about what the current president is doing, that's what happens when you, you vote for and you have the majority. Uh, and it goes both ways, whether it's Democrats or Republicans. So there are long-term consequences and or benefits to making sure that you go out and vote and understanding that. 
Uh, the other key piece I want to talk about, which I was, you know, is, is something that, you know, I'm super excited. I, I've been postured in the last four months. I know President Trump. I'm just going to say it right out there. Um, what amazes me is regardless of, you know, who you're voting for at the end of the day. Whoops. Let's turn that down. That's Tina calling me, probably because she's just uh, voting. Um, hold on one second. Keep talking. I got to call you back. I'm on the zone. Bye. <laughs> She's probably in line voting. Ah, Tina, I'll call you back. But anywho, um, the, the point being is that there, there are you know there there are all these consequences that can happen. And why am I'm so excited and postured? I'm also very open-minded to know that we have to uh, embrace that everyone is not going to like the outcome. And, and how are we going to go forward with that? in a positive light to keep moving the country forward. That is the important piece to our constitution is, you know, whether there's a change or not. Um, and we want it peaceful. So I was, I have to say this morning I got up and I was uh, watching one American news and that's probably why I missed Rush uh, on Fox. I was listening to one American news and they were actually showing um, there was leaks in uh, some Zoom calls that took place. There were Zoom recordings of federal employees that are very much on the left side of things and their plot, and they have a huge plot to take down Washington, D.C. up until the inaugural inauguration. Now, you know, that kind of caught my eye. And I said, well, what do you mean there's a plot? So they actually talked about the perimeters of which a lot of, a lot of uh, liberal states uh, are, are taking precautions, boarding up things because they're predicting that. And then that tells me the direction and the feel, the posture of what's going on. There are many people that, like myself, truly believe that Trump is getting in. I have no doubt. I've been putting it out in the universe. I feel it. But cities that are liberal or states and cities are bordering up. They're, they're bordering up all their, their businesses and whatnot because they're predicting there's going to be a lot of chaos, right? So now you've got DC and they mapped out where the White House is and all the surrounding areas and how it's going to be boarded up because there are uh, groups out there and it was leaked. Somebody was on the Zoom and it was recorded and leaked this, uh, obviously to government officials. These are federal employees that are in our government right now and they, they, they give the whole map of what they're going to do which I think is kudos to uh, our Secret Service and whatnot, that now they, they're going to be taking these precautions. But that tells you their mindset. They're already predicting the outcome in such a negative way where other people are very postured and excited and happy and are predicting the outcome in a positive way but want peace to continue through this, this whole movement. What do you think about that? Well, I, everybody has their prediction and outcome um, and how they're going to react or not react. You know, uh, and I just want to go back for a moment. Part of going to vote is always the learning process, okay? So th some things, <clears throat> and this may be a question or a comment to our viewers. Did you notice anything at your polling place? Well, I noticed how efficiently it ran, even though, you know, we got there at quarter six and of course we were in a long line, of course we were cold, but we dressed 
accordingly. We get up to your so many feet within before you enter the door. On the left, there's the Biden, Harris, all the Democrats, signs and this and that. On the right, there was, there was no signs. I did not see any Republican signs. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. The other thing that I learned, obviously you're decked out in Trump gear, I love it. <laughs> I am. Now, I don't know if it is a federal law, but what I learned today, this is something I learned, no, actually yesterday, last night, that you cannot wear stuff like that to the polls. That's a state thing, because I was dicked out in Trump stuff in Florida. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And, and I was like, that's kind of weird. That's like, you know, mandating a mask thing, right? Like, you can't tell people what to wear and not to wear, but apparently that is <laughs> some kind of law. So what did you learn or what did you notice or not notice? So I think that's interesting. So back to your question about, you know, the outcome. You know, I think it was Rush or, or maybe one of the anchors. No, I'm, it was Rush. He said something to the effect in closing. Yeah, you know, watch these uh, liberal stations at five o'clock. You know, they're going to project that. Uh, Biden's a winner to, you know, for people that, you know, haven't voted yet that, you know, work or whatever. And I kind of snickered to myself. So think of how different political parties are already setting the stage for the outcome. That is so, like, you, you, you hit the, the nail on the head. That's exactly what I felt when I first got up and I thought, there was already talk of, um, you know, the, the ballot issues. And I truly believe the ballot issues, while there is going to be fraudulent things going out there, we know that. I, I, I think what we've seen with big tech proves that, you know, here we always thought it was out, outside entities, Russia, China. Hello, we got insight and entities within our own country that are, are, are trying to uh, affect an election. And I noticed that a lot of liberal states are really coming out now with all these huge mandates. Uh, I talked to Tina yesterday, Massachusetts is one, and I just saw a very similar mandate with Connecticut mm -hmm. where they're putting curfews on people. Uh, they're already talking about the lockdown for Thanksgiving. You're gonna be, like in Massachusetts, you're gonna be fined. Uh, you're only allowed to have people in your home until 10 p.m. But then at 10 p.m., they have to go. Otherwise, you can get fined $500 a person. And I thought to myself, so in other words, it's okay if they're, they're up till 10 and you don't have any risk of the virus or whatever. But what the, the kind of like Cinderella, the, the clock instead of midnight, clicks 10 o'clock and all of a sudden we're all exposed to the virus. Like, what is that really all about? And I thought, and then Connecticut came up and, and I just, as soon as I was started reading Governor Baker, who's the governor of Massachusetts, go on his crazy, and he's a Republican. And I said, this is different. This is where Republicans are postured and I'm an independent, but Republicans call Republicans out. Just like Democrats should call Democrats out, but they don't do that. Governor Baker is a Republican governor 
of the Commonwealth. Of course, now I'm calling it instead of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, I'm calling it the Communists of Massachusetts because that's what it is. These things are communist actions taken against their citizens. But let's put that aside. Republicans will call out their own. And Governor Baker should be ashamed of himself, pandering this fear. He is a rhino. And if those of you who do not understand what rhino means, because I actually had a couple of people that did not understand, well, what is a rhino? That is a Republican in name only. Be postured. If you don't like your party's ideology, get the hell out. Go, go with the other party then. Like, I don't understand these meatballs that say they're one thing, that say they're conservatives, but yet they're doing the, they're doing the bidding of the opposite party. Be postured in your beliefs, and that's okay. I'd rather would have somebody decide, you know what, this party is not for me. I don't believe in the ideology. My my mindset, my what I my beliefs are more aligned with the opposite. Then just do it. Don't act like a meatball. So Governor Baker is acting like a meatball, like a Hitler. And he is turning Massachusetts, which is already a very liberal state, along with Connecticut, into not the Commonwealth. It is the communists of Massachusetts. That's what I'm calling it now. But why are you putting fear into people 24 hours before an election? Mm. Election interference. You're, you're, you're just like you're saying a liberal state calling the uh, you know one one moment the, the, the they're talking about oh there's no way we, we can call this election right uh, we're, we're not going to know for for days and months and all of a sudden no we're we're, we're going to declare it by five p.m. You can't have it both ways, folks. You can't. And what I say to people is. Be passionate about your candidate. I don't see I don't see that passion with the Democrat side. I have not seen it. And I, I, I we, we both we, we did our research. We polled people. We we chatted with people. We asked people to comment and we we did not find one passionate, not angry because there's a difference, although anger is a passion as well. We did not find anyone happily passionate about their candidate. Not one person, not one Democrat that we talked to that we could just say, man, they really feel good about their candidate. It's, it was all deflection. Go to the website. Uh, here, here's a list of things. No, I want to hear from you, the person. I want to hear from your soul that you're passionate about. You certainly know where we come from because we're very passionate about and postured about how we believe. Now, we, we understand that not all our viewers or listeners agree with us. We get that. But we're so postured in our beliefs that we invite the opposing views to either come on as a guest or chat with us because i'd like to know i'd like to know what kind of how your mind ticks but you don't get that from them because they're they're very angry and i think that in itself uh is going to implode at some point because i think conservatives are tired of being so quiet and so reserved and so respectful they're getting to that point they're like come on man i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do a joe biden come on man like it's ridiculous be passionate but Whatever the outcome, I already know my heart what the outcome is, make it a peaceful uh, and, and embracing that. The, the, the voters went out and they spoke, they vote. They voted for who they believe was going to lead our country, not for just four years, but needed four more years to clean up the freaking mess that we, we've been in. And if anyone doesn't think, really take take the, the the picture of president trump out of your head okay just take the picture out of it and just just think of a man with no face and really look at and embrace what he's done in four years 
never alone what he's done in this last month. How many rallies has he done? How many states crossing the country, coming out of the hospital from the virus, you know, what, 30, 48 hours later, three days later, on, on the map, going from state to state to state. Why? He could, he could have been like Mr. Biden and bunkered up. He would have had a, he, it would have been plausible. He just got done with the virus. But he did, did he do that? And that is what a parent is so apparent with him, the love and the passion that he has for our communities, for our country, for us citizens. Boom, you hit the nail on the head. And oh, what a day it's going to be. I think it's going to be exciting. It may be nail biting for some people. You know, I, I just hope, my hope and prayer is that we still follow that golden rule because I, you know, because so many states, because so many cities and towns, you know, are closing up for the inevitable of, of what may happen. And they always say, um, plan for the worst, hope for the best. So I think that's good in that, in that sense, but you know, be kind, <clears throat> be gentle with one another. I mean, my gosh, we're in a very, we're sensitive of being offensive. And I think offensive is now the new norm. And I find that personally disturbing, like the different, like you were talking about the state of Massachusetts, but then it's okay for rioters and looters. Like there's no, it has to be good for all. Like we need to get back to, I don't want to say the way it was, but simplicity, being kind, you know, sitting next to a Democrat, having a great conversation. You will believe some of the things that, that you learn, not being afraid to show your emotion, not being afraid to be postured in how you feel not having to clamor up because somebody may be offended. I think just the word offended is used way too much. You know, and I'm, you know, the different forums that you go on, you know, the different news organizations on Facebook or whatever. <clears throat> By the way, somebody in the household is in Facebook jail. It's not me, but Really? Yeah. And I find this interesting because, you know, the, the subject of voting, I guess, came up and, and he, he said a very, just kind of nonchalant, you know, it wasn't, uh, the person had to respond to him saying, no, I'm going to, if I saw you, I'm going to punch you in the face, whatever it was. And he says, you're not going to do that. Like, and then he, he ended up being in Facebook jail. So there's two, you know, in the censoring thing, that's got to stop. But that we could probably spend an hour talking about that. But Mark, Mark Levin was uh, in Facebook jail, or, or he was he was censored quite a bit over the last uh, few days, a lot of his articles. And he was, you know, obviously, they were real articles. So it wasn't like fake news. But, um, you know, they deemed it, you know, with their fact checker malarkey stuff. Fact checking stuff. 
Let me just say, uh, how do I say this? Because this isn't something that Janice would normally say, I guess. Oh, go for it, girlfriend. Come on. Bullshit. There you go. Fact-checking crap. Bullshit. If anybody knows about fact-checking, I'm interested. What do you have to do to become a fact-checker? Not too much. <laughs> Not too much because... At least I know with uh, uh, Snow, Snoops, Snopes, whatever the hell, I guess Snopes, uh, it is a couple from, uh, it's, a very, it's a very liberal couple that live in somewhere in California, I want to say San Francisco. Uh, that's who owns Snopes. And that's one of the biggest, um, I, I hear so many people, well, Snopes said, when I'm like, well, Snoop this, because, you know, it's biased. And, and I think, one of the things I would love for our country to do, and like you said, being offended, everyone is like so you know overly offended. Common sense. Did somehow common sense go out the door like you know 10 years ago or whatever? Like what is going on with just common sense, understanding going with your gut, but also be postured enough to say, hey, I didn't know that. You know how many times somebody's called me out on something? Because I do, I really try very hard to to fact check where I can before I'm posting something, and um, I always promote uh, common sense and, and kindness and respect. Like if somebody's going to comment on a post, not only for myself, for myself, I don't really care about because I can I can debate and handle anybody, but for other people that may be commenting on my post, I don't like them being harassed for them for themselves taking a stand, and I'm blocked even family members. Like that's not going to be tolerated. I don't care that, you know, we don't have the same, that this person's comment, comment and doesn't have the same beliefs, but we do have the same belief in being respectful. So if you can't be respectful to the person commenting, get off my page. Like, I, I don't want you here because I don't care what your view is. It's okay to be different, but you have to have common sense. You have to be reasonable and you have to be respectful first and foremost. And I think common sense and respect has somehow, um, been pushed, been shoved or shoved under the rug or it's not the cool thing to do anymore. How about, let's be cool and be kind. How about them apples? Be cool and be kind. And you know what video I keep running across and I find, and it's hysterical. Um, and I wish I saved it to my phone. You can probably find it on YouTube. It is when President Trump first announced <laughs> excuse me, first announced his candidacy back in, it would have been 2000, end of 2014, early 2015, I think. Yeah. But anyways, it was Bernie Sanders, Nancy Pelosi, Barack Obama. Oh, he's never going to be president. And then Nancy Pelosi, mark my words, take it to the bank. He's never going to be president. And then the... Um, I think it was a Saturday night skit with um, the worst president ever, Barack Obama, <laughs> saying, oh, well, you know, at real Donald Trump is never uh, said, tweeted out that I am the worst president. Well, at least I was president. You're never going to be president. Something to that effect that he said. Really? And that's the point is you, 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 you eat your words when you say stupid things. I never say never on anything. You, you can't. Uh, the, the only thing that you can say never to, well, some of us can, Biden can't, um, is, you know, if you're postured in a belief that is at the core, that like it's 
is an embedded in your heart and your soul. And it's something that you can never waver. Like for me, a lot of people do ask, why are you so strongly against the Democrat party? And I said, it's not that I'm strongly against the Democrat party. I'm, I'm strongly against not the party as a whole. I'm strongly against the, the left and the deep state. That's part of the deep state of Republicans. It's either side. But what I am deeply against, and we was reminded this morning with a video of Biden, and they actually chatted with a, a, a older, uh, she, I think she's in her early 20s now, but she was one of the young children that was stroked, uh, that you see a lot of videos going around. Uh, there, life, is, life is a coin, and we talk about this all the time. There, there, there's two sides. There's always two sides, right, wrong, black, white, uh, dark, light, morning, e evening, like there's two sides to everything, good, evil. Pedophilia or disturbing behavior with children and making children feel uncomfortable because you're stroking them in an inappropriate area. You're rubbing them and you're, you know, sniffing their hair and, and, and hugging them inappropriately. That is like... And you're doing it on national television. There's so many videos, you can't deny it. So for me, that is probably one of the key, that would be the number, even before all this flip-flopping and is fracking, no fracking and all that nonsense. Because that, of course that's not nonsense. But any of the, even, even, even his mental illness, which is dementia, I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm not a medical profession, but he has every sign that he has dementia. The number one reason I would never vote for any man or woman for that matter, regardless of who they are, regardless of party, is if they have disturbing behavior with children. And if you, that is a common sense thing that you cannot, you cannot shove it under the carpet. It's out there. I'm not saying he's a pedophilia. He's not, I'm not saying that's what he is. Pedophilia, pedophile, I don't even know, I always have... Harvard is the name of it, it's disturbing behavior. Correct. But, so for me, I don't care who you are, if you have disturbing behavior with children, you have no business leading our country, because guess what? Our country have a lot of children that are being sex trafficked and kidnapped and all that other nonsense, which is horrifying. That is the number one reason why I would never vote for him. It has nothing necessarily to do with who he is. That's a piece to it. But the number one reason I cannot vote for him in good conscience is knowing that he's had and has disturbing behavior with children. Even up to, even up to I want to say it was two days ago, he was talking about getting on his knees and talking to a six-year-old and he, he wanted to like, you know, consoler with what's going on in the country and, and he and he wanted to hold her and just listening to him say that knowing i've seen all these videos tells me he's disturbed uh you know then of course then there's all this other information with his daughter and inappropriate showers and it's all alleged information but when you pile all that up together and then not even not even his son's uh, addiction I'm not even talking about his addiction. I'm not talking about his laptop, but apparently there's pictures of his son with his sister-in-law and his niece. Like that whole family, there's some sort of sexual weirdness, inappropriate at best 
disturbing for sure issues that I, that is the number one reason why I will never, never vote for anyone into any elected official that has disturbing behavior against children. End of discussion. Like, like that, that's where it stopped for me. Because I'm an independent, I always look openly to either side. Because I have, I voted for Barack Obama the first time. Okay, I did. I'm very open-minded to, to different mindset and, 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 and different platforms, different agendas. I'm always open-minded to that. But the one thing I will never, ever, like there's a line you don't cross, and that's that. You cannot cross that line. And he has on numerous occasions. And sorry, that is the number one reason for me. Okay, that's that for the two sisters. Hey, everyone, you know, we always value and respect your time. We are um, actually getting close to 40 minutes. So we're going to close it out. But go out and vote. Make sure you cast your vote. Make sure you know in your heart that the candidate it, that you're voting for is right for you and right for where you would like the country to go. So on that note, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva. We will be back tomorrow. And I am with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, AKA Nani Boss, passionate, fired up, absolutely. Because it's election day, get out and vote. Earn, you've earned that right. And you earn that right from the people that lost their lives giving you that right. Do it, just go out and do it. Vote, vote passionately. All right, everybody have a good day.